0: This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 609, How to Deal with Pesky Thoughts in Meditation by Mary Yucksh of goodlifezen.com, and I'm Justin Mollock, your very own personal narrator. Welcome to the podcast where blogs are read to you so that you can take a break from staring at a screen. And now let's hear another post from Good Life Zen as we optimize your life. How to Deal with Pesky Thoughts in Meditation by Mary Yucksh of goodlifezen.com. Are you often bothered by pesky thoughts in meditation? Maybe you even think your meditation is hopeless because your thoughts are all over the place? Don't worry, it's a common experience. Our thoughts can sweep us along like a cork bobbing in a rough sea with rips, eddies, and choppy waves dragging us this way and that. It can seem like a miracle when you struggle to the surface and find moments of tranquility. However, thoughts are not the enemy of meditation. We can learn to work skillfully with our thoughts to find peace and calmness. As John Kabat-Zinn says, quote, you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf, unquote. Before I show you a simple way of dealing with the wandering mind, let's talk about the different types of thoughts. Some thoughts are easy to deal with and others are more difficult. The more challenging ones are fueled by strong emotions. If a thought is fueled by a strong emotion, it appears in the mind as a mind movie. Just think back to the last row you had with your loved one Your angry thoughts are mostly mind movies about what he or she did and you want to tell him or her. Thoughts fueled by emotions are like gripping movies of the mind. In these mind movies, we are invariably the hero. Have you noticed that? These mind movies are very hard to get out of because we like watching ourselves in the role of the hero. You can sit back and watch how you tell your boss exactly where to get off instead of being shamed by him or her. There are some popular mind movies like these ones, what I'll do when I win the lotto or get a high-paying job or move to somewhere else, or how I'll feel when I finally meet the perfect partner, or why he or she is wrong and I'm right. Do you recognize them? Some mind movies are more like nightmares. They are fueled by fear. The theme of such mind movies often start with what if. I remember a time when I was due for exploratory surgery. My mind circled endlessly around the possible outcomes of the operation. In one such mind movie, I saw my friends and family standing around my coffin, crying their eyes out. As it turned out, the operation gave me a clear bill of health. As the philosopher Michel Dumontagne said, quote, my life has been full of terrible misfortunes, most of which never happened, unquote. Besides fear, other emotions that fuel persistent thoughts are anger, jealousy, and grief. I call the restless mind fueled by emotions the ruminating mind. Each type of thought needs a different approach. Let's take a look at different kinds of thoughts and how to deal with them. Do you recognize these five types of thoughts? Number one, the ruminating mind. Ruminations are recurring thoughts fueled by emotion. These kinds of thoughts circle around your mind over and over and are persistent. Here are five steps to escape circular thoughts. Step one, the moment you notice that you are in the grip of rumination, label your thought process, Oh, ruminating mind. Step two, Notice which emotion is fueling your circular thoughts. Name the emotion. Step three, notice where this emotion shows itself in your body. For example, you may notice that fear feels like a tight band across your chest or anger feels like roiling heat in the belly. Step four, focus gently on the area where the emotion lives in the body. Imagine your breath flowing through and around that area. Step five, focus on your breath flowing in and out pay tender regard to the area where you can feel the emotion in your body. When you notice you've been swept away by your ruminating mind, go to step one without a backward glance. It may take a while for you to settle down. Number two, the planning mind. This is the mind that starts making mental lists during meditation. Planning thoughts are usually fueled by mild anxiety but are relatively easy to deal with. All you need to do is to shine the soft light of your attention onto your planning mind. When you recognize that you've been immersed in planning, name your thoughts with a little smile. Ah, planning mind. Then return your focus to the breath flowing in and out. If you're anxious about something, you may find that your planning mind persists, that's okay. Just name your planning mind and you will gradually sink deeper into meditation. Number three, the problem-solving mind. This is the mind that gnaws away at a problem like a dog at a bone. Our brain doesn't like mysteries. If there's a problem we want to solve, the mind tends to return to it over and over. However, creative solutions most often arrive when the mind is in a relaxed state. If you notice you're trying to solve problems in your meditation, name the thought cheerfully. Ah, problem-solving mind, and then return to focusing on your breath. Number four, the dreamy mind. The dreamy mind produces long, meandering thought strings linked by association. For example, you might hear a dog bark in the street and that reminds you of the dog you used to have as a child who used to play with me and my best friend, Tom. I wonder where Tom is these days. Maybe I should use Google to search for him. Oh, I forgot to send off the email to my sister. I wonder how long she's gonna stay with that brute of a husband. The dreamy mind responds to resetting your posture. If our posture is slumped, we tend to drift off in a dreamland. Straighten your back and make sure your head is upright and you'll find more focus in your meditation. You might also like to try meditating with eyes open. Number five, the random mind. This is the mind that produces fragments of thoughts. Maybe you suddenly think of what you had for tea yesterday or that you forgot to buy milk. This mind is like clouds that drift across the clear sky. Don't hook into the thoughts, just let them float away. You'll find that as you go deeper in meditation, random thoughts will die down and eventually even cease for a while. When you begin to observe your thoughts, you'll notice that we tend to surface naturally for short moments from thought streams and then dive back into them again. The key to working with thoughts is to respond with a skillful action the moment you notice that you become immersed. Whatever kind of thoughts you experience, the first skillful action is to name them. It's very important to be gentle with yourself. Notice the judgments that come with the process of being carried away by busy thoughts. I'm useless at this. I'm just not cut out for meditation. Others are always focused, but my mind is all over the place. Be gentle with yourself and accept that your mind will sometimes wander off during meditation. Even if you think your meditation is quote-unquote bad, your life will still be transformed over time. The power of meditation comes from a place that is far away from notions of good or bad. Meditation is about losing your way and finding your way back home to the present moment, the now. It's about falling down and getting back up. Here's a lovely story about falling down from the early Christian tradition. A monk looking for some guidance and encouragement goes to Abba Sisos and asks, what am I to do since I have fallen? The Abba replies, get up. I did get up, but I fell again. Get up again. I did, but I must admit that I fell once again, so what should I do? Do not fall down without getting back up. Good meditation doesn't mean staying present without wavering. It means coming back to the present moment over and over again. We need to let go of our thoughts and ruminations without a backward glance and celebrate coming home to the now. You just listened to the post titled How to Deal with Pesky Thoughts and Meditation by Mary Yuksh of goodlifezen.com. We've heard from a lot of amazing people on this podcast, but if you're like me, you wanna go deeper. So where can you go to learn from the most remarkable people? That's Masterclass. Masterclass offers unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with over 180 world-class instructors, plus every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like Jon Kabat-Zins. He's a mindfulness expert who teaches you how to incorporate meditation into your everyday life. I've loved his class, Slash old. And I was a little concerned with the title of this post because she calls them pesky thoughts. That's often how we go into meditation, thinking that thoughts are bad and we need to completely eliminate them. But that's pretty much the same kind of thinking as like going into a gym and saying that weights or exercises are bad. If you had no thoughts, there would be no point in meditation. The point is catching yourself thinking. That's a victory, and it's harder to do than it sounds. But try not to be overwhelmed by the amount of thoughts you catch yourself in. The more you catch yourself thinking, the better. And it can be frustrating, but the more you do it, the more relaxing it'll be. And I totally agree with the idea of trying closed eyes meditation. That's actually the way I was taught. As my teacher told me, we don't plug our ears when we meditate, so why should we close our eyes? You should have those inputs, and you just learn to deal with your thoughts, acknowledge them, and let them go. So definitely try that out if you find yourself going off in a dreamland too much. Try eyes open meditation. And I think I'll leave it there for today. Have a great Friday and I'll see you over the weekend where your optimal life awaits.